today we are delving back into the ever popular topic of self-care. Self-care, as we've said many times on this podcast, is so much more than just bubble baths and face masks. It's about taking intentional actions to nourish your mind, your body, and your soul. We know this. We've talked about it before. But with so many self-care options out there and with so many companies and brands using self-care as a way to sell us relaxation, how do we choose the right self-care actions for our own needs? In today's episode, we're diving into this and I'm answering one of the most common questions that I get about self-care. How do I choose the right self-care for me? I'm going to be sharing tips and tricks on how to assess your needs, experiment with new ideas, and choose the perfect self-care action that works for you, whether you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, or simply need a little pick-me-up. I have got you covered, so grab your favorite drink, cozy up, and let's explore the wonderful world of self-care together again and help you find what self-care you need today. My name's Laura, a teacher turned creator, but you can think of me like your new internet big sister and each episode of Fill Up Your Cup, like a deep and meaningful conversation from a friend who never wants you to feel alone in what you're going through. Whether your confidence cup is dried up or your self-love cup is looking a little closer to empty than full, I'm gonna teach you how to add more feel goodness back into your different cups and as a result, your life. So pop in your headphones, cozy up with a warm cup of tea or whatever takes your fancy and let me troubleshoot your problems with you because together and with the right mindset we can face anything welcome back to the show lovely listeners Welcome back to one of my favorite topics to talk about on this show and what this podcast is really all about, self-care. But specifically today, we're focusing on how we can choose the right self-care actions to fit our own personal needs, whatever they may be. Now, before we dive in, let's make sure we're all on the same page about what self-care actually is, because there's a lot of information out there about what self-care actually is, and it's become a bit of a buzzword, and it's sometimes hard to get clear on what it actually means. So self-care is all about taking care of yourself in a way that's deliberate, intentional, and feels good. It can take many forms from meditation and exercise to taking a bubble bath or indulging in your favorite food. If you want to go back and listen to season one, episode two, I go deep on defining what self-care is, but in simple terms, self-care simply is any action that you take to look after or care for yourself. Self-care. That's basically what it is. You are caring for yourself. You are doing actions that allow you to show up for and look after yourself. But with so many different options out there, 
How do we know what kind of self-care is right for us? How do you choose the right self-care for you? Most importantly, how do you develop a self-care practice that allows you to be really self-aware of your own needs in the moment so that you can respond continuously and again and again and again with meaningful action? Because that at the root is what a meaningful self-care practice is. It's much more than just running a hot bath and putting on a face mask, as we've already said, but true meaningful self-care that actually helps you fill up your cup, that actually helps you feel good and energized is about that self-awareness element of being able to assess your own needs in the moment and respond with a meaningful action. So today I'm going to introduce you to my self-care cycle, which is a tool that I use and that I teach in my self-care workshops as a way to check in with yourself and your needs and your barriers so that you can find and choose the right self-care for you in that moment. I'll share a visual diagram of the self-care cycle over on the podcast Instagram. So if you want to go over there and see that, follow us on at fillupyourcuppod. But basically, the cycle has three parts to help you assess what you need and how you can show up for yourself with meaningful self-care action. Hey there, lovely listeners. Can you believe that there is only a few weeks and a few episodes left in season two of Fill Up Your Cup podcast? If you're enjoying the show and you want to be even more involved, then I am delighted and excited to announce that I'll be hosting a special live version of our podcast, Fill Up Your Cup Live in March, and I would love for you to join us. This is your chance to connect with me, your favorite podcast host and internet big sister, as well as other like-minded listeners in real time. We'll be discussing some of our most popular topics, and I'll be answering your questions live in the recording. It's going to be amazing. So, Whether you're sipping coffee in your cozy pajamas or chilling on the couch with a glass of wine, you can join us from the comfort of your own home on Zoom, and I promise you're going to leave feeling good. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be a part of the Fill Up Your Cup community and to connect with other amazing listeners. You can find the link to register for Fill Up Your Cup Live in the show notes of this episode, as well as all of the details that you need to know about the live episode recording. I can't wait to see you there. break it down. And as I do this, as I walk through the self-care cycle, I encourage you to reflect on each part of the cycle in the moment so that hopefully by the end of this episode, you should have an idea of a self-care action that you can take for yourself today that will help you feel good. And as I said, go ahead and follow us over on at Pod if you want to 
get a visual of this cycle and also to save it so you can come back to it and reference it easily whenever you want to run through the cycle and check in with yourself. So let's dive into my self-care cycle and find out how we can use it to help us pick the right self-care for ourselves in the moment. So part one of the self-care cycle is to reflect on your needs. You've got to consider the different parts of your well-being here, your different well-being needs. And there's so many different layers to our well-being. There's so many different areas to our well-being. Um, as I shared in the very first episode of Fill Up Your Cup podcast, when I think about that saying of filling up your cup, for me, it's not just one cup, but rather this cupboard of cups and each cup represents a different area of our well-being. So whether that is our physical well-being, our emotional well-being, our social well-being, or whether it's something like our financial well-being, our spiritual well-being, our confidence well-being, our creative well-being, all of those different areas of our well-being matter. So the first part of the self-care cycle is identifying which area of your well-being most needs your attention. And if it's a little bit overwhelming to think about all of your different areas of well-being, all of the different cups that you have in your well-being cupboard, let's narrow it down to those three pillars of self-care, as I like to call them, which is your physical well-being, your emotional well-being, and your social well-being. Physical well-being, that's easy. That's anything to do with your physical health, your physical body. Emotional well-being is anything to do with your feelings and your emotions and also that mental health aspect of things as well. And social well-being is to do with your relationships and connections with other people or the lack of them. And these three areas of our well-being, they all depend on each other. And when one area is lacking, it has a tendency to impact the other. So the first part of the cycle that I really like to do is to focus in on those three areas, physical, emotional, and social, and to think about which of those three areas of my well-being most needs my attention in this moment. And then it's about looking at that area of your well-being and trying to assess what the needs are in it. Because even just identifying an area of our well-being that needs our attention, that's still a really broad umbrella term. It's still not enough for us to say, okay, I, my physical well-being needs my attention today or my emotional well-being needs my attention today. We've got to get a little bit more specific and figure out what within that area of our well-being needs our attention. So how are we feeling emotionally, physically, socially? Are you feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Are you feeling bored and restless? Are you feeling energized? Are you feeling lonely? How are you feeling physically, emotionally, or socially? Whichever one of those areas that you're focusing on. And if you're not sure what you're feeling or what area of your well-being really needs your attention or what within that area of your well-being needs your attention, take a moment to check in with yourself. So try closing your eyes, taking a few deep breaths and just going inward for a moment and then ask yourself, honestly, what do I need right now? Trust your intuition. Don't overthink it. Just let 
that come to mind? Whatever it is, what do I need right now? What needs my attention right now? You could also do a body scan, which is a super simple visualization exercise. And I find this really helpful when I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed and finding it more difficult to identify what actually needs my attention. And the way a body scan works is that you close your eyes and you slow down your breathing. You find a nice, quiet, calm place and you visualize that there is this light scanning down your body from your head down to your toes. And as this light passes over each part of your body, you check in with that part of your body and assess how it's feeling. So as it scans over your head and your face, you might realize that you're holding tension in your jaw or that you have a headache as it comes down over your neck and shoulders. You might realize that you're really tense there and you need to relax your shoulders. And as you the light scans down, over your body, check in with each part and get really aware of what's happening in each part of your body. And sometimes those physical symptoms aren't actually physical well-being either. So they might be that you're clenching your jaw and that's giving you a headache, but then you can ask yourself, well, why have I been clenching my jaw? Uh, Is it because I'm feeling stressed? Why am I feeling stressed? Because maybe I have a work deadline coming up. So there you have your area of your well-being that needs your attention. It is both the physical of let's release this tension from our jaw, but more importantly, it's that emotional well-being that needs your attention right now because you are feeling stressed. So part one of the cycle, reflect on what you need. Figure out which area of your well-being needs your attention and then try and get really clear about what's going on in that area of your well-being and why it might be happening. The next part of the cycle is to reflect on what I like to call your well-being barriers. So well-being barriers are anything that might be impacting this area of your well-being in a negative way right now or that are blocking you from showing up for yourself and as a consequence of that causing some need in this area of your well-being. These are like our self-care hurdles. Often they're things like time or other commitments and responsibilities, but sometimes they are the things that we use as excuses or reasons as to why we can't or shouldn't make time and space for self-care and showing up for our own needs. That's why I really think it's important to include this reflection within the self-care cycle because so often People identify their well-being needs, but then they find it really difficult to take action. And often the reason they find it difficult to take action is because there is some kind of barrier or block, mental or physical, that is standing in their way of being able to show up for themselves. So look at what area of your well-being is needing your attention right now and consider what it is that you do need and then reflect on what might be getting in the way of you showing up for yourself in that area. So for example, really simple example, you do your body scan and you realize that you're feeling really physically tired. So the area of your well-being that needs your attention is your physical well-being, you're feeling tired. So you might think, I'm feeling tired, 
the obvious solution here is the way I show up for myself is I go to bed a little bit earlier. But before we get to that action, we've got to reflect on what our barriers might be. A barrier to that might be that you have plans after work or you have commitments that you've made or you have a to-do list of chores that are waiting to be done first. By identifying the barrier or the things that might get in the way of you making the space and time to show up for your need, you can start to plan solutions. So you can start to think in terms of next steps. You can start to look at potential issues that might come up and start to come up with solutions for them straight away. So we're all about that solution focused thinking. So maybe the solution to this barrier would be canceling your after work plans or maybe it would be looking at the chores on your to-do list and picking what is of the highest priority and only doing that today so that you can free up the time that you need to get to bed earlier. Self-care barriers can come up in lots of different forms. Usually self-care barriers are something to do with time. They are other things in our life that are taking our time away from our self-care. But they might also be things like the weather or seasonal times of the year. So for example, we did a deep dive on this before Christmas and we looked at how the holidays and the seasons can really at times get in the way of us showing up for ourselves because there's so many other things going on. So that can be a barrier sometimes, those seasonal things that are coming up. It might be the weather. A lot of the time for exercise, it is the weather because maybe we like to exercise outside or maybe we just don't even want to walk to the gym because the weather's bad or whatever it is. The weather can be a big barrier to us feeling empowered to show up for ourselves. So first of all, identify the area of your well-being that needs your attention and then start to reflect on what's been blocking you showing up for that area or what might be a potential barrier to a self-care action that you plan for yourself in this area. So once we know what we need, and we have an idea of what our barriers to make space for that need might be, the third part of our self-care cycle is to choose an action. So what you've got to do is use what you know about what you need and the time and space that you have to choose an action, a self-care action, that will respond directly to your well-being need and help you overcome your well-being barriers. So let's go back to our example of we're feeling tired, but our barrier is that we have a long list of chores that need to get done. We know that the self-care action that we need to take, in this case, it's really easy to come up with a solution to this. It's I need to go to bed early. So that's the action. But part of the action is also something that responds to the barrier. So that was where we said, okay, to respond to this barrier, we're going to look at our to-do list and we're only going to do priorities or we're only going to do one thing or we're going to cancel plans that we might have after work. Or it might even be looking at things like what does the rest of your week look like? What does your weekend look like? Can we move the chores to another day? Can we cancel more activities in the rest of our week so that we can do the chores but also have time to go to bed early? So 
choosing the self-care action is not just about picking something that is sold to you as self-care. It's not just running a bubble bath and hoping that that's going to solve all of your well-being needs. It's about looking at the need and also looking at what has been blocking you to responding to that need and choosing an action or an approach that is going to help you both improve this well-being need and overcome your well-being barrier. Sometimes the actions that we choose to respond to our needs are actions that we can take straight in the moment. And sometimes the actions that we choose are plans that we prepare to take so that we can work on these well-being needs over time. If you're not sure where to start, try making a list of things that interest you or make you feel good or even things that you've always wanted to try and pick one of those and give that a shot. And you might be surprised at what you enjoy. Choose to do something or plan to do something that is going to respond to your needs and that you think will help. Because if it's not right for you, that's also okay. You can work back through the self-care cycle and choose something else. But it's also important to think about what's feasible for you. Self-care should be enjoyable, but it should also be sustainable. It's important to choose activities that you can realistically fit into your schedule and your budget. If you don't have a lot of free time or a lot of extra money, then maybe a 10-minute meditation practice or a homemade face mask is the best solution for you. And if you're struggling with the time aspect, if free time is a really big barrier for you and your self-care that is blocking you from finding something that really feels good and works for you, I have a whole other episode where I share tips on how you can reflect on how you currently use your time so that you can look at how you can free up more of it to do more self-care and to respond to your well-being needs. So I've put the link to that in the show notes if you want to go and have a listen to that after this episode. So look at your schedule, look at your budget, look at your interests, consider what can realistically fit into your life without overloading yourself. Because if self-care is starting to feel overwhelming, then it's creating more well-being needs than it is responding to. Self-care doesn't have to be expensive or time-consuming to be effective. It's about looking at what your needs are and responding directly to them. And sometimes that's really basic and simple as looking at your basic well-being needs and giving yourself the simplest, most basic things in response to that. I've spoken about this before in another episode, but our basic well-being needs, for example, are food, shelter, safety, and those might be things that you are privileged enough to feel like you don't have to think about in your life, but you then are looking at your well-being needs and all of these complex emotional, physical well-being needs are coming up and that's feeling overwhelming and you don't know where to start. And maybe the overwhelm is the well-being barrier. So come back to those basic human needs that you have. Look at foods, basic human needs, but how many of us fly through the day without actually putting 
mindful thought into the food that we're putting into our bodies and whether or not that is food that makes us feel good both physically and emotionally, but also whether or not we are making the space and time in our days to enjoy our food. I am definitely someone who is guilty of when I'm feeling stressed, eating my breakfast on the go, rushing through my lunch or eating it at my desk or while I'm typing up something on my computer. When I worked full time, I was someone who ate my lunch at my desk and worked through my lunchtime. So yeah, I was feeding myself and technically I'm responding to that basic human need of giving myself food, but I'm not doing it in a way that's actually meaningful and uplifting and really filling into my cup. So looking at that basic human need and thinking, well, how am I showing up for myself when it comes to food? Am I making the time and the space to enjoy my food, to enjoy preparing my food, to actually look forward to eating my food? Or am I just bringing no mindfulness to this at all? Because just even that can make such a big impact on your physical well-being as well as your emotional well-being and even your social well-being because taking the time to slow down and eat meals often is also a time where we can connect with the people most important to us, our families, our friends, our colleagues by sharing a meal, by making space around that for each other. Another basic human need is safety. When we think about safety, we think about routine. So having a look at your personal routines. Again, are you bringing any mindfulness to your day or are you just mindlessly running through your day, feeling stressed, feeling overwhelmed? And as a consequence of that, are your physical well-being and emotional well-being and social well-being being impacted because of this. So a self-care action that you could be taking is looking at your routines and looking at your habits and thinking what's working and what's not working and what can I change to be able to show up for myself, to be able to make space to look after my body and exercise and enjoy that as well, to be able to do things that bring me joy so my emotional well-being cup feels topped up and so that I also have time and space to spend with my loved ones and my relationship and social well-being cup is feeling topped up as well. Finally, the third basic human need is shelter. So when it comes to our home, This for me personally is one that when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm not quite sure what self-care action I need to take, something that I find really helpful is looking at my space, looking at my home and thinking, well, how can I put a little bit of care and effort into my space right now? And just often the action of tidying and organizing my space, removing things from my space that don't need to be there, whether that's rubbish or piles of laundry or whatever it is, to clear up that space is a way that I can show up for myself and make myself feel more joy within myself. And that responds to my emotional well-being needs. Sometimes it responds to my physical well-being needs because I then have the space to maybe exercise at home or it responds to my social well-being needs because I can enjoy having people over or enjoy the company and conversation at dinner a little bit more. So self-care isn't one specific action or one specific set of actions 
be creative, be imaginative, but also be really self-aware of what those actions are going to be. Look at what your well-being needs are. Look at what your barriers are. What is stopping you right now from showing up to whatever area of your well-being that needs your attention, whether that's your physical health, your emotional well-being, or your social and relationship well-being. And then choosing actions or planning to do actions or looking at the actions that you already do and changing them so you can respond to your well-being needs, so you can give something to yourself, so you can fill into that area of your well-being, but also so you can directly respond to and overcome any and all of those barriers that have been blocking you showing up for yourself in this area up until now. Step one, reflect on what you need. Step two, reflect on what is blocking you from showing up to that need in your life right now. And step three, choose an action, plan an action. It can be as small or as big, as creative or as simple as you need, but choose an action that directly responds to your needs and your barriers so that you can fill into that well-being need. Remember, self-care isn't just about what you do. It's also about how you do it. The most important thing is to approach your self-care activities with a mindset of kindness and compassion towards yourself. If you're constantly judging yourself or feeling guilty for taking this time for yourself, then you're not really taking care of yourself at all. If you find yourself feeling guilty or judgmental, work on reframing that mindset. Remind yourself that self-care is important and also that it's necessary. You are worthy of taking care of yourself, but also you need to take care of yourself so that you have the energy, so that you have the motivation, so that you feel ready to show up for all of your other responsibilities and needs in life. Treat yourself the way you would treat a good friend with kindness, compassion, patience, understanding. Listen to what your body is telling you. Listen to what your mind is telling you and figure out how you can give yourself what you really need. It's all about taking care of yourself in a way that feels good and nourishing. So don't be afraid to be creative, to try new things, to try big things, to try small things and find out what works for you. I really hope that you found these tips helpful and that the self-care cycle will be a helpful tool for you in choosing the perfect self-care action for yourself. I know it can be hard to prioritize yourself and your own needs sometime, especially when you've got big self-care barriers getting in the way. But taking the time to care for your mind and your body and your soul is crucial for your overall well-being and allows you to show up for yourself and for others and for life in general in a more meaningful and joyful way. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you took a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a review. It really helps me reach more listeners and continue to create content that you find helpful and enjoyable. 
And don't forget to follow the show over on Instagram as well as at fillupyourcuppod for more inspiration and behind the scenes content and lots more chat on personal growth, well-being and self-care. I love connecting with all of you lovely listeners. So don't be shy to reach out over there. Say hi, come and chat in the comments, send me a DM and let's keep this self-care conversation going. Remember, you deserve to prioritize your well-being and fill up your cup one self-care action at a time. If you made it to the end of this episode, I want you to take a moment right now and remember that you are worthy of feel-good feelings. If you enjoyed today's episode, let me know by leaving a review or rating this episode wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on your podcast streaming app so that you never miss out on new episodes. If you want to submit a question or a story for a future episode or add to our suggestion cup, you can do so by heading on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast or by clicking the link in the show notes. You can also reach out to me by finding the podcast on Instagram as at fillupyourcuppod and you can send me a DM with your questions, stories, or ideas for the show. Don't forget, you can't pour from an empty cup. So give yourself a big hug from me right now and promise me you'll do one thing today that brings you joy.